This is Financial Detox, helping you retire with confidence. Featuring Jason Labrum, certified financial planner and founder of IDA Wealth, intelligence-driven advisors. For over 20 years, Jason has shown people how to steer clear of toxic advice, achieve financial peace of mind, and manage their wealth for maximum impact. Join Jason and co-host Alex Klingensmith as they simplify the complex, share industry secrets, and provide proven strategies designed to take you from financial insecurity to financial independence. This is Financial Detox. Welcome to Financial Detox. I'm Jason Labram in studio with Alex Kling and Smith. And here we are for another session of Financial Detox. These shows just keep coming, man. It's like a bad dream. What? Financial Detox. Every single week, we've got a show for you. Uh, KCBQ AM 1170, The Answer, Saturdays at 1.30. You can also catch the show, Financial Detox on any podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. I think they're on all the podcasts, but then if I go look, they probably won't be there, but they're supposed to be there. They're there, they're there. there. And they're not a bad dream. I hope they're not a bad dream. (laughs) (laughs) I know sometimes we talk about some things that are less than desirable, but you know. Well, sometimes we have to. It's financial detox. You have to get detoxified. Sometimes it's painful to get detoxified from a health standpoint too. Oh, I ran yesterday. I ran, I was going to go for five miles. I ended up doing three and a half and I was like, this this was one of those not days didn't one. work well. No, I'm going to try again tomorrow, but it wasn't good. Nice. All right. Well, financial detox. We're coming back, whether you want us to or whether we want to or not. It is financial <laughs> detox. You got to get cleansed, and we got to make good decisions, especially now because it's the end of the year, or we're getting closer towards the end of the year. And this is when it's time to start making end of year decisions. You don't mm-hmm. make end of year decisions on December fifteenth. It does not work out so well. Mm-hmm. Want to make them now? So we're going to talk about some things that you need to be doing right now to prep for the end of the year, and um, we'll just wrap out and talk about that for a little bit and a couple other items. So if you want to get a hold of us, 877-707-8889. That's 877-707-8889. You can also check us out at financialdetox.com. Is that right? That's right. That's right. The first one has to do with interest rates, right? Right. This this is like we could unpack an entire conversation in this. We we probably won't today. But, you know, interest rates are at historic lows in terms of borrowing. So if you have a mortgage or a HELOC um, of any kind, it's an interesting thing probably right now. If you haven't already done this, it's good to do it again now. Right. Um, I think banks are, are definitely looking for this business, but they're being very critical, right? Yeah. It's, uh, well, I mean, uh, my understanding, and we should have probably brought on a mortgage specialist for this show, but um, we certainly have great mortgage specialists that we work with on a regular basis. They're having banner years, the best years they've ever had. They're busier than than could be. Mm-hmm. And so it's not really easy to get a refi done now, but it's probably a great idea if you do have a a higher rate or you um, you know you have an opportunity to lower your rate. I was talking to a client this morning mm-hmm. on the way to the office. We had a setup call and uh, set up a call set up and she was talking about doing a refinance and it totally did not make sense for her to do a refinance. Mm. But like financially toxic information and yeah. advice so often you hear everybody's doing it so you think you got to do it. Everybody's making so much money on Facebook and Google and Amazon. You got to own some and Apple right away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you don't necessarily have to. But um, this is, was interesting because she was going through this process of refi. She's also going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. So she's in the middle of a divorce trying to force a refi, mm-hmm. uh, which then was causing problems because the the husband was like, why are you trying to refi? What are you trying to get money out? And she needed to create income out of her IRAs in order to get the, the refinance. And in the end, it was a tiny percentage of her overall net worth. The, the debt on the home is tiny. She can totally afford the payments and get this adjustable rate loan, her loan was 2.75%. Mm. 
Wow. On an adjustable rate loan. She's like, yeah, but interest rates could go up. I said, yes, but they could not. I'm so, like they yeah. haven't been for like a debt, you know, for a long yeah, like time. A, like a long time, like five years ago, I remember getting in an argument with a, a financial advisor about how he was so confident rates were going up and his clients were positioned for interest rates to start climbing at any moment. And I said, man, you're brave because you know, and I, I don't know, nobody knows really what interest rates are going to be. So I know they're going to go up. I said, well, actually you don't, but you think you do. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, that's maybe they're even lower now. Ago. Yeah, they're lower. And given, I mean, and, and we don't like to <laughs> try and predict for the future, but I mean, given where we're at in, in the whole pandemic and the economic cycle of things, I mean, what are the chances that they go up in the next year or two? You know, I'm pretty bad at predicting. Um, but you've got you more bit, than right? a 50-50 chance of getting it wrong because there's more than one outcome. So yeah. if you make a guess, like if there's three potential outcomes and you make a guess, right, you're at only a 25% chance of getting it right. You stand to look bad, so I'm not very good at guessing. I'll bet. I'll you bet will? that they're like probably this. not going to go up write this in down. the near term. In the near term, like one to two years. And because if they do start going up, it causes other things, the ripple effect on so sure. many other factors, right? I yeah. think the government has an incentive to keep them low for a while. But regardless, I think the reason why I'm bringing this up is because if you haven't looked into restructuring your current debt, it's a good time to do that. I think it's really good to work with trusted professionals that work together because what could have made your story even worse is if yes. it was one of those ones where it's like, move half a million dollars or more of your money to Bank of America or Merrill Lynch or Wells Fargo, or Wells Fargo and, we'll, and we'll give you this teaser deal. And then so you have to do that part first sometimes. Yes. And then you can't get the refi done or whatever because some other thing isn't in line. And then your money's over there now yeah. doing who knows what. Well, it's a whole it's a whole game. Well, the, the way that even works out worse, not to continue to compound this thing. <laughs> your poor client you, at this point. You have money invested somewhere. You have gains. Uh, Wells Fargo advisors, and we're not, we're not talking bad about Wells Fargo advisors. No, but they have they, these deals. They, though, yeah. they do these deals where they try and give you incentive rates to move money over, and they say, if you move a million dollars, we'll give you this half a point discount. So you go sell securities, create $220,000 worth of capital gains, which then cost you more money than you'll pay, you'll save in interest in taxes this year. And so that's something to be very careful of, too, is these teaser rates and moving the money amount. Moving money is not free, right? There's, there's yeah. costs typically associated with moving money, and that, that generally uh, presents itself in the form of capital gains tax, uh, transaction costs, buy, sell, moving money from one account to another, wire fees, all that kind of stuff can add mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. We, we wanted to talk about refinance. Rates are crazy. I mean, I'm hearing about people, and I looked, I looked yesterday on Quicken Loans. So this is fresh. This is a good show topic because I looked on Quicken Loans yesterday at their published rates. They weren't what everybody's saying they're getting, right? So we're, we're having clients say, I just refinanced it, 285, 30 year. I just refinanced it 3% on a 30 year. And I looked at their rates, it was like 375 for a 30 year. Hmm. So I'm not sure where the, you know, maybe that was, I don't know. I don't know. Work with trusted professionals, though. Work That's with people that you know and trust. Source your information. Have them compete so that you're not just getting one, you know, one perspective on a, on a potential loan. Right. Um, but it's worth looking at. This is something you can do by the end of the year. Not to say about that you'll saving time, money for. But, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I don't think the timeline ends at the end of the year on this one necessarily. You could. It could. Yes. It's not like a, if you don't do it by December 31st, you miss out. Yep. But it's definitely something you have control over. And we're, the show is about things you can do before the end of the year that you have control over. Right. Refinancing yeah. is important, big deal. If you're caught in a four and a half or five percent mortgage, you, you should probably change that. Yeah. Because this is real money you can put in your pocket. I think the other thing that's worth talking about. We have about uh, 30 seconds here before we go to a quick break. But you know. The reason, if you refinance, and, and a lot of people think I'm going to refinance, so I got to hurry to pay off my home. 
I think we got to reiterate. Yeah. It's not a really, generally speaking, a good financial decision. It may be a, a good feel-good decision, but it's mm. not, generally speaking, a good financial decision to pay off debt loans that are costing you three or three and a half percent or two and a half percent when you can go out and earn five or six with that money, right? You're taking money that's earning five or six and you're paying off a loan that's costing you three. That means, let's just say it's five and three. There's a delta of two. Mm -hmm. So if you did that with a million dollars, you're talking about 2%. You're talking about $20,000 a year that you could actually keep in your pocket, which you could save in an account, continue to earn interest on, and pay that home off even sooner if that was the ultimate goal. But that's the... That's the, uh, I think a, totally. a lot of people get so wrapped up in that it feels good to pay off my home, but it's it's not a good financial decision in a lot of cases. Well, people do that and they justify it in ways that you don't, they don't save towards their 401k because they're trying to overpay on their mortgage. It doesn't make any they, sense. I think, and here's the argument that I think, I'd love to hear you come back and just respond to this, but if I was a client, I would say, well, yeah, but this this year hasn't been good. I haven't gotten five or 6%. Right. Well, right. And so, you know, seven out of 10 years, you're going to make money in the market. Maybe maybe it's eight out of 10 years. Uh, there are going to be years where you don't, but it's the average. I mean, you got to think. Long-term thinking. You, and by long-term, you know, five, 10 years we're talking about. We're not talking about 45 years. But anyway, let's roll that forward. We'll keep it going. We're going to talk about different things you need to be doing right now to prep for the end of the year, things you can do to help you get financially detoxified. It is Financial Detox. I'm Jason Labram. Thanks for listening. Check us out at financialdetox.com. We'll be right back. It's Financial Detox. We're back in the studio with Alex Klingensmith. I didn't even introduce you on our first segment. I think you did. Did I? Yeah, you're, you're good. I always do yeah. that, right? Well, anyways, Alex Klingensmith, nice, <laughs> nice to be here. <laughs> Alex Klingensmith. You know, could you imagine, I remember doing this show by myself in a studio in, down in KCBQ, sitting in a room. Yeah. Thank goodness I had Noah, because Noah, Thanks, Noah. I, Noah's the best. He's awesome. He and producer Mike, man, they changed. They're, they're great. Um, but Noah would sit in there. And I, I mean, that's hard to do. Thank goodness you came Just talking to yourself. Day. Yeah, <laughs> try and talk to myself for that long. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. It's, it's yeah, been it's, fun. It is fun. It's even more interesting. We have we have guests on the show too. I think we have guests coming up here next we week. We got a couple somewhere. guests. We have Rick Labrum. Yes, senior founding advisor, wealth advisor, at intelligence driven advisors uh, is coming on. Love My Rick. dad, yes, um, the multi generational godfather of wealth management. Rick Labrum will be here. In a couple of weeks, so awesome. you got to stay tuned and get ready for that show. That's going to be fun, Very and good. we'll probably debate and argue over something. Oh, I'm, sure I'm sure we'll start arguing. That'll be a fun one. We'll have an audience, <laughs> internal <laughs> audience. <to watch> <laughs> we'll be like, let's see, six Rick. feet apart. Let's see, Rick and Jason <laughs> go at it on this show in a good way. I love him. He's awesome. But uh, yeah, so he's coming on, and then we have who else? Do we have coming up. Uh, I think J.R. Phillips might be making an appearance. J.R. Phillips, great, great guy. Local. Real estate. Talk about real estate community. You know, very involved in the community, real estate, residential real estate, smart guy, ethical guy when it comes to real estate, fun to work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. And I always love when we pull the random internal person from our team and just tell them, hey, you're on the show today. Like three minutes before the show <laughs> goes on, we're like, I think we're going to put you on the show today. They're like, oh, uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> what? We got to do one of those. It's been a while. <laughs> I know we should. We should sling producer Mike on the show. Yeah. And be like, yeah, come on. You can talk about your, your take, your feedback on the social dilemma from last time, last yeah. week. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, we talked about up. the social dilemma. That was gnarly. That show was heavy. 
Oh yeah. Sorry for using the word gnarly. It's not that professional, but it was gnarly. That's okay. I think it's acceptable. We live in Southern California. It's financial detox too. Yeah. You gotta get gnarly. Okay. So the second thing you can do before the end of the year, and these are time sensitive by the way. And I think if you haven't done this this year, uh, I'd be worried if I were you. Right. What's that? Tell us. Well, the first one's rebalancing your portfolio because that happens when things change <laughs> and when asset classes inside your portfolio, so United States versus international yep. versus bonds, for example, those three big categories, yeah. as they shift and tilt, you probably want to bring them back into the original you know, positions, right? The original balance. How many to. times do you think individual or self-directed clients who manage their own portfolio, I mean, do they have a rebalancing philosophy? Do you think do they have a strategy? And then how many advisors do rebalancing the right way? And, and even if you hired a, an advisor, there's so many different ways and to do a proper rebalancing. Yeah. Um, or there, there's only a couple ways to do it right, but or one way, really. Yeah. But, but there's a lot of ways to do it wrong too, right? And so rebalancing is when certain parts of your portfolio grow, um, you trim them back to their original target allocation, and then you have money now. Where are you going to put that money? So you put that money into... Um, a different asset class that hopefully is underweight that has done poorly, so it's shrank, and now we're going to add money to it and bring it back to its target. And what you've done is created, if you do this the right way, you can create an unbelievable strategy too. And this would be a great point. We'll, we'll show you our tolerance band rebalancing slide, but where you create a strategy that re constantly reduces risk, it adds to assets that are underweight, giving you more opportunity for re return, and you unemotionally, unemotionally, you're able to uh, sell high and buy low, which is mm -hmm. the goal. Absolutely. Sell high and buy low. And you don't even have to stress at night. You don't have to, um, you know, stay awake wondering whether you should be in the market or out of the market. So that's kind of fun. It's really important. I mean, this year has been an incredible example. And we saw this within our own portfolio management team. But back when COVID, the big spike really hit March, April, um, and then climbing back up, there were it was the most volatility we've seen in some asset classes ever, right? Um, so if you weren't rebalancing then, you were also missing out on tax loss harvesting, which is another component of that, right? Huge. Where you can you can actually save money on taxes by selling intentionally when something is down uh, and buying automatically or immediately buying your second favorite position so that you're still invested yeah. in that asset class, but keeping that loss, which which now it's going to be useful because there's a lot of gains to, that happen since yes. then. You can offset things and stay rebalanced. It's something that I don't know if anybody does it the right way. Well, we think we do. Oh, besides us, of course. Right. So the, the financial <laughs> detox team to get intelligence-driven advisors. It's interesting because we could teach a course on this, right? It would take two or three hours, I think, to appropriately describe and, and depict visually how a rebalancing strategy, we call it tolerance band rebalancing strategy works mm -hmm. with customized uh, deviations between the minimum and the maximum based upon the historic volatility of the asset class. That's geeky, but it's cool. And, and it works. And it works really well. But it would take, it's a couple hour class. Yeah. So this is why we've talked about having financial detox courses where we help financially detoxify people and they get, you know, like crowned financial detox champion at the end and, and they get their certification or whatever. It sounds like a prompt for a virtual, uh, a virtual event where we, where we hone in on, on this particular one and test it. Maybe. maybe we could do that. I think we could because it's complex and, uh, and you hear about rebalancing all the time and your advisors say, yeah, we'll rebalance your portfolio. But the question is, how do they do that? What's the precision in which that happens? Mm -hmm. um, because an end of year rebalancing or a quarterly rebalancing is a really bad strategy. Let's, let's talk through it. Okay. Do you think we can... Option one is no rebalancing. Bad. Worst option, probably. Yeah. It, and when I think when Warren Two Buffett and guys down. like that say set it and forget it or buy and hold, that's not what they mean necessarily, no. by the way. No. Um, so rebalancing is important. 
once a year. We uh, see that. Yeah. Not great. The road quarterly, might be not quarterly. Great. Well, here's, the, here's why it's wrong, right? So let's take, for example, emerging markets as mm -hmm. an asset class. It moves a lot. It goes up and down a lot. It tends, it's a more volatile asset class. Higher expected rate of return over longer periods of time, but it's a more volatile asset class. If you rebalance that every quarter, you're, and it's growing up, you're chopping the legs off of this thing that's trying to run. Conversely, if it's heading down, oftentimes it'll go down quite a bit. You're adding to it. It goes down, adding to it. It goes down. So you're just continuing to buy this loser, where if you have parameters around when you trim that or when you add to it that are more in line with the historic volatility of that asset class. Now, that is intelligence. Mm -hmm. That is intelligence in how you rebalance, and that is a, a thoughtful process. That is, is probably a little bit boring for most people, but it means real money in your pocket, which means vacations, which is not boring. And that's why we want to bring it up. To, there's, you still have time to do this before the end of the year, especially yeah. on the tax loss harvesting. That does have a, de a, a cutoff date. Yeah. You know, if you don't do that by the end of the year, you miss the chance for 2020 to harvest losses that could offset gains you had this year. And or don't you wait till the end of the year. No, no, you because want you can do it. <laughs> yeah. You got to do it throughout the year because you may have a loss temporarily, like we did in March twenty third, and losses were temporarily. There was some large losses. You could capitalize on those losses, reposition in the market, so you appreciate as the market rebounds. But yet, you saved yourself money on taxes. That's the right. real deal. That's real money. As right. people go to rebalance, too. The last point on this, I yeah. think, is there's well, there's two points really. One is that uh, there are certain things we call them. You know, you're, I'm going to say this wrong, but macroeconomic themes and like yeah, factors that do better path. through certain Said expected. Really nice. Thanks, man. Well, yeah. I've heard it a couple of times lately. <laughs> Yesterday with BlackRock was one of them. I'm like, here we go, here we go. Yeah. But if there are themes that are playing out, an election being one of them, that is going to happen, right? What are some asset classes you can tilt towards or away from to help you have a better experience? Get a hold of us at 877-707-8889. We are the Financial Detox team at Intelligence Driven Advisors here to help you get financially detoxified, make better investment decisions, and avoid those great behavioral blunders that most investors tend to make, thus destroying their long-term return potential. And so that's that's what here, Financial Detox, all about educating you to help you make better decisions. So we hope we're doing that. We hope we're entertaining you as well. And today we're just talking about some kind of run-of-the-mill stuff, but really important stuff. It's kind of the boring, but the necessary. It's the blocking and tackling, as you would say in football, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You got to block and you got to tackle or you're not going to win football games. And you have to do these things, Alex, which you've uh, uh, so eloquently talked about so far on the show. But you know, making sure that you're controlling basically the things you can control. Do you have the right interest rate on your mortgage? Is there an opportunity to refinance? And don't just go refinance because everybody else is, because maybe you don't need to, but it depends on your situation. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly if you have a 4 or 5% mortgage rate uh, and you plan on having that for a while, you should be refinancing to a lower rate. Uh, we talked about tax loss harvesting, the opportunity to sell positions while they're down, replace them with a, a, a similar sim uh, position, not substantially the same, but similar. And so you can capitalize on that loss and still appreciate when the market rebounds. Also talking about... Um, uh, uh, rebalancing the portfolio and how you do that and how you tilt your portfolios. Um, but the next one that we were just starting to in, divulge upon was this whole concept of, of kind of tilting your portfolio, given what you talked about, which was the global macroeconomic environment, right? There's things that are going on. And I think we have, um, uh, you, you, we have to, in this environment, pay attention to what's happening. Where mm -hmm. are we in the economic cycle? Crazy crazy world politics or particularly domestic politics and, and protest and movements and there's all kinds of stuff going on. You need to 
pay attention to that. You don't want to use that as an excuse to get in or out of the market or in or completely out of asset classes. I don't think that's the point. Mm -mm. The point is like the old, this is where I'm going to lose The radio. You. Yeah. Like you, you never, did you ever have one of those radios? I was teasing you. I'm not you that. You had one? I'm not that young. Yeah. No, I, 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 did, I did anybody really have those? So we had like 15 buttons and we you had could tune them up and down? Our cabin in Lake Arrowhead, my, my, grand, you know, my grandparents' cabin, my grandpa had a radio up there that was just like that. Where did those machines go? Like now who tunes it for you? <laughs> right? Is it tuning automatically or do you, what's the deal with that? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. You no, but I know I know what you're talking about where you're tuning things, and I think what you're talking That's about like is like an you equalizer. Can, so is that what they were called? I think the idea is, is a tiny tilt of a portfolio can yeah. help it be clear, right? Where, and if you go right. just off kilter, it starts to get Doesn't fuzzy again. And then a little bit further, and you completely can't hear it anymore. Great analogy. If you take one of those, say we have 10 buttons for the 10 factors that are, are, are representative of... Um, baskets of securities or similar securities that represent certain characteristics that have them that, that, that cause them to perform a certain way over periods of time. And there's evidence so, to support. And that. there's tons of evidence. This is not guessing. This is not you know trying to time the market. But if you have those ten factors on your equalizer button, and you took any one of those equalizers and turned it all the way down. Yep. Or conversely, turned it all the way up, either got out or went all into that particular tech. I'm going to buy all tech. Mm -hmm. you, your radio would not sound very good. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even be able to be, hear it anymore. Yeah, you would not be tuned well. Right. And that's what we do with your portfolio and the, our client's portfolios is we'll tune that portfolio. So we will make slight adjustments because some songs sound different. Some current economic environments are slightly different. Therefore, you need to tune for that it's a good, environment. <laughs> I'm just thinking about you and your music choice. So like you could have clients that like mellow music. Like yeah. you got to tune them all a little yeah, different. And you got yeah. the hard rock people that are just tuned up a little the other you, direction. And country, what is, where does country land? Is that like a moderate? Like you put them all right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you put them all right in the middle, <laughs> then it's perfect. The one thing that's obviously affected all of us is those those big trips <laughs> and those things that we that many of us were planning on doing. Like a lot of us, some people want to. We're going right. to go to Hawaii. We're going to go yes. to here or there on planes and whatever right. the annual trip was going to be, and we didn't get to do that because of COVID. COVID has stopped trips. Instead of buying things, which maybe it's too late for some people, but. It's not, it's not too late for the end of the year to do certain tax savings. And right. Savings being the yes. key word there. Save yeah. that money. Max your 401k. Max your uh, Roth. Yep. Max an HSA if you have one. Yep. You know, those are things that you can and should be doing. Because um, as human beings, it's in our nature to yep. spend. We're like, oh, we didn't go to Hawaii, so we're going to spend five grand on an electric bike. It's like, well... But you didn't ever even want one until COVID. Like, I think what? we might be too late on this, man. I think because you can't buy a bike anywhere in the country. And um, <laughs> what else? I mean, nothing against them, by the way. They're really no, cool. Bikes but. are cool. Um, but yeah, they've sold more electric bikes this year than they've sold ever in the history of the earth. All sold so far this year. And no one went to Hawaii. And nobody went to Hawaii. <laughs> so yeah, no, that, it's a great point. And I think this is a really good thing to think about. Just because you have the money doesn't mean it needs to be spent on some cons consumer discretionary uh, item. It's a great time to max out your 401k. It's a great time to max out your savings in general and take advantage of this reduced travel. We should all have spent less money. We're going out to eat less. We're traveling less. We should all have spent less money on our budgets. We should have extra money. Therefore, max out your savings at the end of the year. Max out your kids 529 so you don't get that surprise college bill when college comes because it's going to be more than you think. And I think those are some really good financially detoxifying thoughts right there. That's good. Okay, we're going to have to wrap it. That's yeah. we, We've hit our time limit. Thanks for tuning in. As always, check us out at financialdetox.com, and we will check you next week on Financial Detox. Bye-bye. To learn more about Financial Detox and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and resources, visit financialdetox.com. 
Call Jason and the team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. If you're ready for financial detox and a better tomorrow, call 877-707-8889. Get answers to your questions. That's 877-707-8889. That's financialdetox.com for podcasts and information. And if you like what you've heard, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way, you'll be notified about upcoming podcasts. You'll take one more step toward financial peace of mind. This content is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any types of securities. Mr. Labram and Intelligence Driven Advisors are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this program and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Mr. Labram and his guests as of the date of the show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statement statements or forecasts are based on assumptions and actual results may vary from any such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making an investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on information provided today in making any investment decisions. There is a risk of loss of investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for particular investors, financial situation, or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and Portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.